0: You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's Word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful for the privilege and the honor of being in your presence. We ask, gracious Holy Spirit, I have you. Our gathering is haunting you and that whatever it is that we are opening ourselves to, may this knowledge be most beneficial to us. May it build us up, may it lead us in the way of righteousness for the new sake. This is what we ask through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Today we are talking about the qualities of the new creation. What we've been trying to do over the past weeks is to see pictures of the new creation. We started from the book of Genesis, chapter number one, where we saw how in the beginning there was order and there was disorder, and God restored order and there was disorder again, and God set out a plan to restore order again. So, so far, what we've said about the new creation is that the new creation is about the renewal of the earth, it's about God's renewal plan, and what that involves is sometimes creating something completely new out of materials that we are not privy to. It's not just about creating something new out of substances that we are not privy or uh, able to know about, but these are things that God knows about. It's also about restoration. When I say restoration, it means that It's about taking what we have and making absolutely gorgeous creation out of it and so that's that's the picture of the new creation now I know that growing up um, being 21st century Christians what we have been exposed to when it comes to the new creation is about the new creation realities in Christ in Christ but you are not going to appreciate all these new creation teachings in christ if you don't know the backstory of god's new creation agenda now you have to understand that the new creation is god's ultimate dream god's ultimate goal god's ultimate objective for all that believe in him it's all about the new creation. It's because of the new creation that Jesus died. Now, some few days ago, I was meditating. Um, one of my favorite men of God, who's been sending me devotionals every morning, sent me something about two days ago, and it drew my attention to the fact that there is something about the the seventeenth day. Of, about the seventeenth day of the seventh month. And uh, whilst I was reading that scripture it's it really became mind-blowing you know when you think about it i know we've talked about it we didn't spend much time because i said i was going to find time and teach how on the day that jesus was born jesus was not born in december as we know it but there's a particular day that jesus was born and there is a particular time that jesus died And if you look at the picture of the new creation in the Old Testament, that is from the story of Noah. Um, One of the things that you come to realize is that on the 17th day of the seventh month, the Bible says that the ark rested on Mount Ararat. And that was when Noah entered into his new creation. And it's also amazing that on that same day, on the 17th day of the seventh month, I don't know the exact year, but we know that whatever it is, it fell on the 17th day of the seventh month. Jesus also died on the cross and by his crucifixion on the cross, we were able to enter into the new creation. So The Bible says that as many as believe in him, will not perish but have everlasting life as long as we believe that he died on the cross that he rose again see that's the beautiful story of the new creation in john's gospel chapter 2 he said i'm going to tear this temple down and in three days time i'm going to raise it up again it was going to be a new creation a new temple it's you see when we say a new temple we are not just talking about a brand new temple but we are talking about The temple in its renewed sense, in its true form. And that is God's ultimate dream for us about the new creation. Tonight, we are talking about the qualities of the new creation. Last two weeks, whilst I was doing the teaching, uh, it just dawned on me that, you know, as we talk about all these things, a certain pattern of theme keeps coming up over and over again. A certain pattern of him keeps coming up over and over again. And when I thought about it, I said, wow, these are the qualities of the new creation. If you have ever read E.W. Kenyon's new creation realities, if you understand what we are going to talk about tonight, you are going to even appreciate it way much more, way much more. So, my approach tonight is to take all that we have learned so far and to highlight certain points. Now, before I start, I want you to understand that whenever we talk about the new creation, God's new creation agenda or God's new creation, whether it is the world or the people, especially with regards to the environment, the new creation environment is an environment that is created with life-sustainable systems in place. If you understand the new creation and you understand the new creation environment, you understand that the new creation environment has in it systems that are naturally built into it to sustain life now how do we know this we know this from the genesis story now remember i'm saying that we are going to just take the lessons that we have learned and we are going to go back and draw out the qualities out of the stories so when we look at the creation story in genesis chapter 1 particularly when we start from verse 30 and we read into chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 the bible says something very interesting here when we read chapter 30, we read about God bringing his creation to an end by creating man and putting man in charge of the created realm. In verse 30, he says that for all the wild animals and all the bears, I have provided grass and living plants for food, and it was done. God looked at everything that he had made, and he was very pleased. I want to read from the ESV version, and in the ESV version, verse 31 says that, And God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, and that was the sixth day. And when we come into chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says that, The heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And the seventh day God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done so when you look at this picture and you look at the new creation you realize that when god introduced man into the new created environment in that environment was everything every system that was supposed to help man have life whether it was food to eat whether it was water to drink Whether it was uh, was animals and and beauty to give him pleasure and and appreciate life and the environment to live that quality life. When God created a new created environment, he said that everything that he made was very good. So in the new creation, one of the qualities of the new creation environment is that in the environment is a system that is supposed to support life and so anybody that finds himself in a new creation environment will necessarily experience life you see how do i mean look at the exodus god bringing israel out of egypt the bible says that when they came out of egypt god surrounded them he created a peculiar environment for them What was that environment? It was an environment of a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And as long as Israel moved in that environment, the Bible says that even the clothes on them or the shoes on their feet, none of them got worn out. Their clothes did not tear in in, in accounting and in, in in anything that has to do with tangible asset. One of the things that happens to tangible assets is what we call in, in accounting depreciation. It loses its value over time because of what we call wear and tear. But in this new environment that God provided for his children, there was no wear or tear. So in the new creation environment, there is no wear or tear. So it it cannot be that you are living in a new creation environment and you will say that I am sick. You cannot live in a new creation environment and you say that there is a plague in that environment. You cannot live in a new creation environment and say that uh, uh, something is dying in that environment. Because in the new creation environment, everything is created to produce life. So that is one of the qualities of the new creation environment. Now, why is this very important to know? You see, the new creation environment is not just an ordinary environment. If you understand the new creation environment, you you understand the pictures of Jerusalem and Mount Zion and the Garden of God. Now, remember, these are the pictures of the environment of the new creation. Whenever you read in the Bible and it is trying to paint a picture of a garden, it is painting a picture of the new creation environment. So, when we read Genesis chapter number 2, verses 4 and 8, the Bible talks about the new creation environment. Now, the Bible says that God made man and the woman, and when he made man and a the woman, there was there was there was nothing, there was nobody to work the land. So the Bible says that God caused a mist to rise out of the earth to water the land. And when God caused that thing to happen, God also formed man out of the earth, breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living being. Now, when man became a living being, when we read Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 8, he says that the lord planted a garden in eden you see and in this garden one of the the things about this garden i'm still talking about the environment of the new creation now in this garden what the bible says is that there was everything that was pleasant to the sight you know how some people watch the sunset and they say wow it is beautiful see how people watch the waterfall and and they see the the sea and it is clear it is blue you can see the fishes swim in it the sand is clear everything is healthy everything is beautiful you look at pictures of the bahamas some of the uh, beach resorts in the bahamas and you are like wow i would love to be in this place it's so beautiful the bible says that in the garden there was everything that was pleasing to the eye. it was pleasant to behold and not only that it says that there was things that were good for food there were There were trees that were good for food. And in that environment, we also find a mystery. So in the new creation environment, there is a mystery there. The mystery is called the mystery of the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But in God's true real new creation, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil does not have the impact that it had on Adam. That In that real environment, the people in that new environment, they eat of the tree of life. They don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They, they feed on the tree of life. They choose the tree of life to feed on. So in this new environment, you, are, you realize that everything about that environment is about life. And that is why when you read um, Revelation chapter number 21, it talks about the, the river that flows out of the throne to, into the city of God and how the trees spring up at the banks of the river and the trees, they yield their fruit every month and their leaves are used for the healing of the nations. And you realize that wherever the water of life goes there was life so in the new creation environment it's a picture of a garden it's a picture of a Jerusalem it is a picture of a Mount Zion so whenever you read the Bible and you come across these pictures know that God is trying to draw your attention to the new creation environment now, what is it about Mount Zion or what is it about Jerusalem that reminds us of the new creation environment when we read some one hundred and thirty two it talks about God desiring Mount Zion as his dwelling place and if you understand what it means for God to desire Mount Zion as a dwelling place you are going to understand what it means for God to dwell in Jerusalem now, when we read Psalm 132, verse number 13, now this psalm in particular is a psalm that David wrote trying to remind us of how he desired to build a temple for God. Now, remember, we've already said it time and time again that the temple is, is a concursus. <laughs> for those who, who, are, who know what a concursus is, now, the temple is a is it's, it's the meeting place of the heavens and the earth. It is the habitation of God. It is the house of God. That is why it is called Bethel. Now, Bethel, the house of God, is found in Jerusalem. Right. So, when you read Psalm 132, verse number 13, it says that, For the Lord has chosen Zion. Now remember Zion, which is Mount Zion. When you read the New Living Translation, it's going to say, For the Lord has chosen Jerusalem, for he has desired it as his dwelling place. And verse 14 says that this is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions, and I will satisfy her poor with bread if you continue to read it painted a a very beautiful picture of this mount zion and of this of this new jerusalem or the jerusalem now we also see the picture of the new jerusalem also in Revelation chapter number 21 when we read particularly verses 2 and 3 where it says that i saw the holy city now remember it is the new Jerusalem it is called the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of God is with man other versions will say behold the tabernacle of God is with man now if you if you understand this language you understand that where God dwells is where his tabernacle or his temple is. And he says that, and God himself will be with them as they are God. So remember, the, the quality of this new creation environment is that God himself is found in that environment. Just as God could come into the garden, just as God could appear in the temple, in Jerusalem it is that same ideology is that same concept of the new creation that the holy spirit is trying to draw our attention to so the quality of life is not because of the environment itself but it is because of the presence of god in that environment you see God cannot be in a place where death reigns. God cannot be in a place where there is decay. God cannot be in a place where there is corruption. God cannot be in a place where there is the failing of systems. Wherever God possesses, every territory, particularly a place where he says that I will dwell forever, his house, God's house cannot be in shambles. So that is the quality now if you understand this particular concept of the quality of the environment if you understand that the quality of the environment is because of the presence of the godhead or the presence of god in that environment then you you come to understand what we've talked about time last year about holiness when we talked about um, the uncommon life and we said that there are only three ways that God is able to make something holy the first way is that God will have to say that I have made you holy the second thing is that God would have to appear in that place and the third thing is that God would have to anoint that thing with his spirit or his anointing oil or with his presence so where God has anointed, where God has declared as his own, where God's presence is found, that place or that thing or that, that person is said to be holy. And so you and I, we are holy because one, God dwells in us by his spirit god has declared us to be holy because we have believed in his son and moreover he has anointed us with his spirit and so if you understand this quality of the new creation you understand that the new creation is holy you understand that the new creation is righteous because god has gifted us with his presence with his nature With his quality, everything about God is described in this new creation environment. Now, when we read the book of Revelation, when we talk about the new Jerusalem and we talk about the temple, one of the things about the new Jerusalem, when we read Revelation 21 and 22, is that it says that there will be no need for a physical temple as we have known it because God will be in that place and god be in that place will naturally make the entire city the temple of god so where god dwells is righteous where god dwells is holy and so if you and i are made a new creation as in second corinthians 5 17 and we find ourselves in this new creation environment then we have to be convinced that We are holy because you see nothing that is not holy nothing that is not righteous can can step into this new creation environment in this new creation environment it is it is it is redeemed it is a redeemed creation so it means that in this environment the people that are qualified to have this new created life are the people who have been redeemed redeemed when i say redeemed i mean people who have been bought and paid for by the blood of jesus the bible says in first corinthians chapter number six verses number 18 and 19 that we do not belong to ourselves our body is the temple of god we have been bought at a price the price is the blood the blood shed on calvary is what paved the way for you and i to be able to enter into the kingdom of god now when we entered into the kingdom of god we entered into the new creation of god the new creation of god is not just a place but it is he is also a person and that person is called christ and that is why when you understand that in christ you are a new creation. whoever believes is made a child of God because they are believed in the name of the Son of God and not only that just as I just said 2nd Corinthians 5 17 if we believe in Christ we are made the new creation in him so the new creation is not just a place a dimension but it is also a person and that person is Christ now this new creation realm One of the qualities of this realm is that because God himself dwells there and the number one principle that reigns in this realm is life, we see that in this realm, there is fruitfulness, there is a blessing, um, there is fertility, it is a place of justice, it is a place of joy, it is a place of peace. Now, when we consider all these stories and we remember what happened to Noah in Genesis chapter number 9 remember when Noah stepped out of the ark and the Bible says that he offered a burnt offering to the Lord by sacrificing clean animals, the Bible says that the Lord entered into a covenant with him and after the Lord had entered into a covenant with him, the Bible says that Noah planted a vineyard if you if you understand the picture i always say that don't think that the, the vineyard is a picture of his drunkenness if, if you if you take the vineyard as a picture of his drunkenness then you have missed the point you see the only way you, you can appreciate the test that noah planted a vineyard and he drank himself to stupor and was naked is, is that when he entered into this new realm he saw everything renewed. He saw everything new. He saw everything fresh. He saw everything fertile. He saw everything fruitful. And so when he planted and he had a harvest, he had to celebrate. Noah drank because he was celebrating. He was celebrating the goodness of God. He was celebrating the faithfulness of God. He was celib- Do you know what it means for God to spare your life? among the millions of the earth and he chooses only your family to survive a flood and everybody else dies do you know how you will feel when you have come out of that experience imagine that you are in a plane with with about 200 people and it crashes and everybody dies and you come out and there is not even a scratch on your body and you come home and they throw a party and they say drink wine the way you will drink to celebrate life to celebrate the goodness of god so in 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 noah's garden noah's garden is not as great as the Garden of Eden because the Garden of Eden was planted by God himself but Noah tried to recreate that story because he also knew about the garden what a lot of people don't and know when they read the Bible is that there are there are children of Adam that lived up to the point that Noah was alive and so if you understand that there were children of Adam that lived to the point when Noah was alive. Before they died, you have to know that they told them stories. Because some of them were great-uncles, some of them were great-grandfathers. And remember, when you, whenever you go and visit your grandparents or your grand-uncles or your grandmothers or your grand-aunties, what they love to do is to tell you the story of the good life that they had known in their lifetime. And so you have to know that Noah knew the story of the garden. And so when God gave him the opportunity to enter into a new life, he wanted to recreate the picture of the garden. But he couldn't do it as God. See, because it is only God that has the capacity to create a true new creation environment. When you also understand this picture, then you understand what it means when we read in Exodus chapter 3 verse 8, when God appears to Moses and says that, I have heard the cries of my people and, and I want you to go and rescue them because I want to take them to the promised land, their land flowing with milk and honey. So you see, it's still a picture of fruitfulness. Is still a picture of the blessed, it's still a picture of abundance, it's still a, a picture of multiplication, it's still a picture of life. So, the promised Canaan of Abraham, the Canaan that God promised Abraham, was a land flowing with milk and honey. I am I'm, I'm, one of these days, I will try and talk about. The mystery of the land beyond the Jordan, the mystery of the land beyond the Jordan. It's, it's one of the most fascinating things I have discovered studying the Bible. And I think the, the, the more pictures of these things that we see, the more we, we recognize the wisdom and the greatness of the God that we worship. And the more we see when he says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, that I know the plans I have for you. When you understand these pictures of the new creation, you will know that God God truly loves us. God really thinks about us. God really thinks about our welfare. He thinks about what we will eat, what we will wear, where we will sleep, how we will live. He thinks about the quality of the life we are supposed to have. And he's very much concerned with those things. He's very much concerned with those things. And so when you read Exodus chapter 3 verse 8, and God tells Moses that go to Egypt and go and take my people out and take them to the promised land. Take them to the promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey it is a picture of the new creation the new creation environment the new creation environment now the last one I want to talk about about the quality of the, now these are the qualities if you missed it the quality of the new creation are these, is that one it is a place of life It is a place of peace. It is a place of holiness. It is a place of righteousness. It is a place of fruitfulness. It is a place of fertility. It is a place of justice. It is a place of joy. It is a place of rejoicing. And you are going to appreciate these qualities when you know about God's new creation goal, the ultimate new creation go when you read revelations chapters uh, 21 and 22 now the last new creation quality picture I'm talking about is the new created man in Christ what is the quality of the new created man in Christ now if, if you are not convinced about who you are in Christ what you are in Christ everything else that you will do in Christ it will be shaky and it will be it will be quite challenging for you some days ago i had a dream and in this dream uh, i was invited by a group of foreigners come to a fellowship now the, the people that invited me they appeared to be Indians when I say Indians I don't mean Indians in North and South America but I'm talking about Indians in Asia as in Indians as we know them now and this group of people who were Indians invited me to a fellowship when I entered the fellowship ground we were only black people in the fellowship so I was wondering so I went to sit way back in the the church and a a preacher came this was a fiery preacher a passionate preacher a a preacher that you know is the kind of preacher that you see standing by the street side hammering the word of God without shame, without fear without apology and he asked a question in the in the church that who among us here is holy and everybody else put their hands down and I was looking then he asked the question again who among us here is holy and I realized that everybody had put their hands down then I raised my hand then he said yes then i said i am holy (laughs) and he said did you and maybe you are not understanding my question let me let me rephrase and ask again who among us here is holy then i raised my hand and i said i am holy and my my answer puzzled him and he, he started trying to confront me you know you know how the the fire and brimstone preachers do there is no the bible says there is nobody who is righteous the bible says that even uh, the, the best of our actions it is it is like uh, a filthy rag before god and i said that well all those things could be true for them but for me i am holy because the best of my actions they are not like a filthy rag the best of my actions, it is not a reproach to God. The best of my actions, they are not, it does not speak of disdain for God. God does not look on the best of my actions and say, ah, this thing a four short of glory. No. Why? Because the Bible says that it is He that works in me, both to will and to do. The new life that I have the Apostle Paul puts it this way this new life that I have I am living the life of the Son of God by faith so it is Christ living through me that is the new creation man a man whose life is being lived by Christ so whenever you look at the new creation man you see the picture of Christ and this new creation man is a man that loves justice. Is a man that loves peace. Is a man that is full of joy. It is a man that is righteous. It is a man that is holy. Am I all these things be- because of something I am doing? No, I, I am not all these things because of something I am doing, but I am all these things because of something I have believed it should make a great difference in our theology in the way we reason about God in the way we reason about ourselves concerning God you see there is truly nothing that I as a human person as one who is associated and affiliated with the first Adam can do to honor God no, there is nothing of that sort that I can do And so, my actions, apart from my holiness, my state of being is not because of something I have done. My state of being is because of something I have believed. I have become a new creation man, not because of something that I did to become, but it is more of something that I believed to do to become. I don't know if what I am saying makes sense as a new creation man I am a new creation not because of something I did like I did not smoke I did not fornicate I did not steal I went to church I got baptized I I did confession I, I did confirmation uh i'm part of the choir no the, those things it does not contribute to my new creation man no it doesn't but i am a new creation because of a belief i had i believed in someone i believed in a story i believed in a person when i believed in that person my my belief in this person ushered me into a realm called the new creation realm. So Ephesians chapter number four, a scripture that I really don't want you to forget ever in your life. In case you go anywhere, in the they are always asking you that confess your sins. <laughs> it, it's a good scripture to pray, but sometimes we pray it without understanding in Ephesians chapter 4 I'm going to start reading from verse number 22 He says that put off the old self you see that, that, that's the old self is the self that is affiliated and associated with the first Adam the, the sinful nature put it off it belongs to my former manner of life it belongs to my former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires so my previous nature what is this the nature of the fallen nature which which held me bound to a fallen environment a fallen environment in which there was death decay and corruption the bible says that i should let all these go And I must be renewed in the spirit of my mind to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. See, so as a new creation man, one of the qualities I have is that I have true righteousness and I have true holiness. Not because of something I did, but because of, the person i believed in his name is jesus christ and because i have believed in this and i have been gifted the book of romans romans chapter number one romans one talks about the law and faith right and so when we read romans chapter one it talks about this dilemma that apostle paul was facing it says that I am not ashamed of the gospel. When we start reading from Romans 1 verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Right. So because I have believed, I have been saved. And I have been saved by faith. And this faith, is says that as it is written, verse 17, the righteous shall live by faith. And because I have believed by faith, I am righteous. And because I am righteous, I live by faith. So the new creation man lives by faith. And his faith is not because of sometimes his experience, but his faith is mostly because of his righteousness. And his righteousness is because of the person that he has believed in you see so if you are looking for faith then the question is it's not about the experience of the miracle if you know who jesus is if you know what he is capable of that naturally inspires faith so the bible says that in in one of the gospels i forget which one it is but the bible says that jesus was sleeping in the boat i believe it's the gospel of john And a storm arose. And when the storm arose, the Bible says that the the disciples, after trying their best and could not succeed, frightened, they woke Jesus up. And the statement they, they made was, Master, don't you care that we are dying? The Bible says that Jesus woke up, looked at them with such disappointment, and said, for how long shall I be with you? The Bible says that he rebuked the waves and the Bible says that he said a peace be still and the waves and the rage of the storm the rage of the waves of the storm were still and they wondered what manner of man this is it was him it was not their experience you see it is the knowledge of Christ it is The knowing of Christ that produces righteousness, that produces faith, that produces holiness. If anybody here is struggling with being a Christian who lives a true life, a faithful life, a consistent life, a trustworthy life, if you have issues with addiction, secret sins, It is because you have not paid attention to the person. Because if you pay attention to the person and you truly believe in the person and you say that Christ live your life through me, you are going to realize that faith, righteousness, holiness, truthfulness, joy, all these things, the ability to produce life, you realize that it comes to you naturally. It comes to you naturally. And so, whenever you are a new creation, you have to know that you have become one with Christ. Romans chapter 6 says that when we were baptized, we were buried with him into his death. And when he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, it allowed us to walk. In the newness of life, talking about the new creation, talking about the new creation. Romans chapter six, verse five says something like, "If we have been united with him in a death like his, and we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his, we know that our old self was crucified with him." in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we will no longer be enslaved to sin. So the quality of the new created man is a man that is not enslaved to sin. That man is able to look at sin and say that you will not have dominion over me. You know how in Genesis chapter 4, the Bible says that God came to Cain and said that sin is crouching at your door have dominion over it but Cain was not able to have dominion over it because in a fallen nature we can all have dominion over sin but in the new creation that is made available to us in Christ the quality that he gives us as a new man is that we are able to look at sin and say that (laughs) sorry you you cannot be part of my life and we can truly see that and walk away so we are no longer enslaved to sin. Because the Bible says that for the one who has died has been set free from sin. You see, the new creation is about the resurrection. And so when we died, we died at with just like Jesus died with a human body, uh, blood. But when he rose again, he rose again with a new body. That could not bleed. A new body That was full of power, that was full of glory, that was full of honor, majesty. It could go wherever it wants to go, it could it could levitate, it could do anything it wanted. Christ wanted the body to do. That that, that is is the picture of the new creation, man. So we are set free from sin because we are no longer asleep to sin. Sin does not reign in our mortal bodies. We, we do not obey our sinful passions. And so, what we do as the quality is that we present ourselves as instruments of righteousness for Jesus. The last time I, I, I was coming to crying and, and I brought somebody along with me. Uh, We were talking about a whole range of issues. We talked about school. We talked about career. We talked about so many things, and we started talking about God. And I asked the person, "Do you go to church?" He said, "Yeah, I go to church, but I don't go all the time." And I said, "Why don't you go all the time?" And the person said, "I don't know. I don't know why I don't go." And I said, "Well, it's it's either it's one of two things." it's either you are possessed by the devil or you hate god which in which still comes back to the fact that you are possessed and he said no i cannot be possessed because i go to church you know i was born in church um i just don't know why i don't go it's not that i hate church but after COVID." I I do more of church online. And I laughed. And I, I started asking some private questions, personal questions. And one of the things I realized is that just like many of us or many people we know who claim to be Christians, the life that we are living. Does not identify us as people who have been made the new creation of God in Christ Jesus, because the story of our lives is a story that says that sin is dominant in this body. Sin is dominant and dominating and reigning in this in this person's life. When I say in this person's life, I'm saying that like the life of many of the people we know in church. They are in church but they are fornicating they are in church but they are in stealing they are in church but they are lying they are in church but they are they are doing all manner of evil they are in church but they cannot live the new created life just like the environment is holy now remember we've talked about the meeting place and the dwelling place and we say that when we, whenever we talk about the temple of God, the temple of God is a picture of two things the meeting place and the dwelling place, the meeting place being a physical structure where people who have come together and have committed their lives, their faith, their hopes their trust, their love in God they meet together to fellowship and to share their love for God through singing of hymns, psalms and spiritual songs and sharing the word of exaltation, building themselves up in this Christ by sharing the knowledge of this Christ and his God. Then there is the, the dwelling place where the Spirit of God resides. That is the human temple. The place where the Bible says that I will dwell in them. And so you see that the meeting place is a picture of the new creation environment. The dwelling place is the picture of the new created man. And you see that the qualities of the environment and the qualities of the person, they are the same. Why? Because at the end of the day, it is the quality of the one true God who reigns in the environment and reigns in the person that governs the entire system. So the God that dwells in me, reigns in me, produces his qualities in me, he's the same God that produces the same result in the environment that he has chosen for himself. Now, if you and I will rise up to this challenge, By paying attention to ourselves as the new creation man. When I say man, forget about male. I'm not talking about man as in male, but I'm talking about man as in humanity. If you and I will we will understand that we are the new creation humanity who is truly fashioned in Christ after Christ to be like Christ, to live like Christ. To function like Christ you are going to see that living a holy righteous uh, anointed powerful glorious life joyful life is, is not a matter of struggle why is that a lot of Christians cannot work miracles even even some of us here even though we've been part of this platform for so long we are still not confident to pray for people who are sick we are still not confident to pray for people who are demon-possessed do you know why It's still it is is because we are not thinking about ourselves as the new creation man a man that Christ himself lives in so when when, when Apostle Paul says that greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world you, you realize that the Apostle Paul, he, he is thinking about what he has become in Christ. A new creation. A man fashioned after the order of Christ. He, I, I, I am enjoying the priesthood of Melchizedek because the one I follow after is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. God can hear me because... The one God hears all the time the Bible says in John's Gospel chapter 11 Jesus standing by the tomb of Lazarus raises his hand to heaven and says that I thank you that you hear me all the time and I thank you that you have heard me so I am confident that God hears my prayer all the time and he has Heard me even the thoughts of my heart and even the meditations of my heart he has heard it because the one he hears all the time who is Christ Jesus he lives in me by the Spirit so I know my prayer is answered all the time and that is why when I pray I am confident and that is why anytime I come to the presence of God I don't come to God's presence every day, thinking that oh, let me confess my sins because today I might have done something. That no, His gift to me is righteousness. His gift to me is holiness. I, I am. I, I am. I. I have died. I have been baptized. When I was baptized, I was literally buried as a dead person, and when I came out of the water, I literally came out as. A new person a person who has been raised with christ just as christ was raised from the dead the fornicator that some people knew some years ago is not is not he he no longer exists the thief that some people knew some years ago he no longer exists the liar that some people knew some years back that liar does not exist again what you are seeing is A completely new person I am a new creation fashioned in Christ Jesus created with the nature and the essence of Christ Jesus and because of that I am able to live like Christ Jesus I'm able to think like Christ Jesus that is why in Philippians chapter 2 he says that let this mind be in you that was in Christ that you'll be able to live a humble life that you will be able to live a forgiven life a life of justice that you'll be able to live a life empowered to help the poor the needy the restless the less privileged and when we understand this right and we begin to approach life with this kind of mindset the grace of God is able to flow through us freely the power of God is able to flow through us freely the blessings of God is able to flow through us freely and wherever we go do you know the beautiful thing that we are able to do? we are able to produce the new creation environment in that place that because of us, in a place where death used to reign, life can reign now. In a place that corruption used to prevail, corruption will cease. In a place where lies and untruth used to reign, lies and untruth will cease to function. Why? Because by our nature, we create an environment of truth for us. Because the Bible says in John's Gospel, chapter number four. God is spirit and if we are going to serve him we have to serve him in spirit and in truth and that the real truth can only be found in the true new created environment real truth is in the new creation it is in the reality of the new creation that is why our true self when the Bible says that and we we will be like him that day when he appears that is when we will be our true self it's because that day will be in a new Jerusalem the place where there is no sea <laughs> the place where there is no chaos where there's no confusion where there are no raging storms a place of absolute stillness a place where we will not need the Sun because the Son of God is the Sun <laughs> that lights that city so so When you understand these things, you realize that when you begin to read the scriptures, it comes alive. When you read a scripture like Matthew chapter, I believe, 7 or 8, where he says that you are the light of the world. Ah, you understand. Whoa, that's what he was talking about. It's because I have become a new creation. I'm not only a new creation. As a new creation, I'm also a temple. I am a temple because God dwells in me. And when God dwells in me, he dwells in me as light. And as light, he lights me. As a lighted temple, I am a light to the world. And grace and truth begins to find expressions. And where we go, we see the glory of God prevail. I pray for somebody tonight. That as we talk about the qualities of the new creation, don't don't think about I'm I'm not so keen on what we we've we, been we taught in church, you know. Usually when they say new creation uh, realities, people think about I am born of God, I'm a child of God, I, I, I cannot die, I cannot be sick. The question is, why can you not be sick? The question is, you say, I am born of God, Christ lives in me. No, it's not just about the Christ that lives in you, you have to understand. The importance of the nature of the Christ that lives in you so if you understand the new creation quality just as you've been able to paint the pictures from the book of Genesis from the story of Noah from the story of Abraham from the story of Israel as they were going through the wilderness and if you're able to see the story of the new creation as we see in in the book of Revelation, chapters twenty one and twenty two, and you begin to understand these things, then your confession has a root. Now you know that the reason why you cannot be sick is not just because Christ in you is because when Christ came into you, He came into you with a certain nature. That nature is called the nature of life, the incorruptible life. That life is the undying life. It is the fruitful life. It is the it is a life of fertility. It's a life of grace. It's a life of truth. It's a life of power. It's a life of glory. These are the qualities. And so when you begin to live your life, you live your life having the mind of manifesting these qualities. The reason why you talk the way you talk, walk the way you walk, dress the way you you dress is because you are a new creation and you 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 appear in this life as you appear in the spirit in the spirit you are glorious in the spirit you are a light in the spirit you are a fountain of life in the spirit you are mighty you are you are gracious you are honorable you are blessed and so you appear in this life, and these are the things you manifest. And this is the mindset you walk in, live by, dream about. You know, when I had that dream, I said, God, I thank you. This dream is telling me that as I began to study the temple, and as I began to study the new creation realities, a certain mindset is taking shape in my spirit. And I am grateful you see then when you pray you begin to enjoy your prayer when you when you pray and the Bible says that let your thanksgiving abound you realize that indeed you have a reason for your thanksgiving to abound such a privilege to be born in this new creation with this new creation qualities there are things I did not work for I was just given the only demand is that I'm supposed to live it out and I live it out without struggle I live it out without struggle and wherever I go because his presence is in me and he is with me remember John's gospel chapter 17 when Jesus was prayed with for his disciples And remember John's Gospel, chapter 14, when he was talking about the Holy Spirit of promise. He said that the world will not recognize him, but you will, because he will be in you and he will be with you. He will be in you because he will be your new creation reality, and he will be with you because he will be the environment of the new creation. And so, when you go into a place and they say that there are sick people here, you have the confidence to say, break them to me I can cure their diseases in the name of Jesus because I have his life flowing through me when you are taking the communion you take the communion with a new sense of understanding I am partaking of the life of Christ I'm taking of the new creation qualities I am drinking the nature of Christ and so I am becoming Christ As somebody said, the dream of Christ is to have a lot of Christ, a lot of Jesuses on the earth, so that the whole earth will be populated with so many Jesuses, so that wherever we go, the name of the Lord Jesus will be heard and seen, because people are looking at our lives, and they are seeing the God that came to sacrifice his life to make a way for us to share in his life. I pray that tonight you will be able to share in this life. I pray that tonight you will be able to live in this realm. I pray that you will do everything to enter. You see, this is the rest, the new creation. It is this realm that the, the, the writers of the Bible say that. Strive. When we read the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, we say that strive to enter into this rest. It is this new creation reality that the Bible says that if we don't enter into this realm of rest God will not be happy with us. So I pray for you and I that we will be able to enter into this realm where life is made manifest. Where glory is made manifest. Where holiness is our hallmark. Where righteousness is our hallmark. Where love is our hallmark where peace is our hallmark where kindness is our hallmark where humility is our hallmark where grace flows in abundance through us. I pray for you and I that we will never miss, miss this life. And I pray that as we, we manifest these qualities, may the glory of God be seen all around us may jesus be seen all over you all over your home all over your marriage all over your education all over your business all over your career all over your speech all over your thoughts as you share your heart with people may they see jesus painted all over it may, may, may this may this may this reality some people you are not you some people are struggling with pornographic addictions. When I say pornographic addictions, people are suffering with pornographic addictions in different levels. Some people, is it's, it's the romantic idea. I always tell people, you, you have never read Daniel Steele more than I have read. <laughs> Daniel Steele novels. Oh my goodness. I used to love them. Romantic ideas, perverse ideas, stifling the life of God in us. Some people are not able to bear. See, the day I gave my, my romantic books away, there were two boxes full. When I say two boxes, I'm not talking about like small boxes. I'm talking two big boxes full of romantic novels give it to somebody to sell to make money of it because ah, I didn't want that life anymore I didn't want to live that fantasy anymore people are struggling with masturbations because they are always thinking about things that they are not supposed to think about They are not thinking about heaven They are not thinking about this new creation have you sat down I, I, I don't know why as Christians we don't sit down and wonder, ah, today, having raised the dead, today, having healed the sick, today, having prayed for somebody to to bless somebody, today, having, having said kind words to people, today, I don't know why we don't think about that, but we're always thinking about, oh, six packs, oh, mm, I don't want to say something, they are, they, they are too heavy for my mouth. Our mouth is is saturated with earthly evil sensuous passions inflamed passions. Black we, 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 we are not there thinking about oh today I haven't, I haven't I haven't allowed somebody to experience the love of God through me. See, the reason why people cannot be generous is because they cannot think like that when when you are when you are living in this new creation you're always thinking about finding ways to make jesus known to make jesus love see his love can only be expressed through us and when we begin to live in this creation i'm telling you even if we don't find ourselves in the new creation environment, Jesus will pick us and drop us in the new creation environment. Can you imagine if you are always thinking, "Oh God," you were you were you were in the grocery shop and you are buying. You are thinking about, "Oh, what can I buy for somebody today to make the person smile?" And say that, "Oh, thank God that God is thinking about me." For somebody to say, "Thank you, Jesus." in their heart when you keep doing that intentionally you think that Jesus will not always give you money that you are always thinking about ways to help people come out of their state of brokenness and bondage you think that God will not generously pour his spirit and his gift and his power upon you so that wherever you go People will say, and God came, and our problems were solved. And, and 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 we and they talked to us about Jesus. And they demonstrated the power of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the kindness of Jesus. They showed us the mercy of God. Beloved, this is how we win our world. And living in the new creation and demonstrating the new creation quality. Men of honor, women of honor. Men of integrity, women of integrity. Men of truth, women of truth. Men of power, women of power. Men of grace, women of grace. Men of wealth, women of wealth. Because we are, ab- we are even able to call the things that are not as if they are. Because in that realm, we are able to speak life. And life is able to manage. I would say that they call the things that are not as They are. And so this evening, I call everything that is not. I call your good marriage. I call your prayer life. I call your Bible study life. I call your your business. It's growth. It's expansion. I call your career Its growth, its promotions. I call your wealth, wherever it is to manifest. I command your health, however it is deteriorated, behold, let every affliction cease, let every torment of hell cease. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, I rebuke every satanic oppression in your life. I rebuke every satanic manipulation in your environment. I speak the life of God over you. I speak peace over you. I speak health over you. I speak prosperity over you. I speak joy over you. Let every broken heart be bended by the Lord Jesus. Father, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I thank you that you will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we have spoken of tonight. And as we leave out these truths, we know that our lives will never be the same. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we pray, amen. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.